there listeners welcome to episode 212 of never on the back foot podcast the fourth ashes test was a riveting contest and while australia took an early lead winning the first two test matches england made a fierce comeback in the third game at headingley they were in a strong position to even win that fourth test at old trafford in manchester however rain played the small spot as australia managed to retain the ashes with one more game to go this episode will talk all about the test match and all the major talking points on the podcast today we have sahil he works as a senior data governance analyst for an insurance company in the united states for 40 hours a week but he is a religious follower of the game of cricket 24/7 he has a meme page on instagram where he tries to showcase his love for cricket through his memes and claims to be someone who can always be found somewhere talking about cricket no matter what time of the day it is without further ado let's get started hi sahil welcome to never on the back foot uh, podcast after interacting on uh, sports stars live you know we are here on my podcast which feels really great so uh, how are you doing today and uh, excited for our chat yeah thank you so much first of all for inviting me uh, as i mentioned before as well that i'm very like feeling honored that i got a chance <laughs> to talk to you on this podcast uh, been following you since that uh, since that, that sports cast live we did last okay. year and uh, so it's good to finally talk to you uh, in per, like like one on one uh, i think in that we it was a, a, a group call we we both were discussing different different things yeah. and uh, but here uh, it's good to have like one common topic to talk about in 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 length and yeah, uh, yeah uh, definitely I, i i was waiting for that message which you sent me last week <laughs> for a long long time so I, i'm glad that we got a chance that we got a chance to talk about that right now and so just looking forward to what whatever we discuss today absolutely like a lot to look forward to in this uh, conversation because the fourth uh, you know match of this ashes series really provided so many uh, talking points always it was a drawn match yet uh, so much to take away so to just kick start our uh, discussion now when you look at this match at large we could see how this was shaping up so well but it ended in an unfortunate draw like thanks to the rain so what did you make of uh, this draw and everything that transpired Honestly, I do not like saying that. Thanks to the this uh, thanks <laughs> to the rain because it's frustrating to watch cricket in general when it is happening in the uh, in UK. And uh, I mean, like we have seen numerous number of matches being uh, like uh, like being disturbed due to rain. I think the infamous one would be in recent times would has to be our twenty twenty nineteen semi final, a uh, World Cup. uh where i mean like we, it's it's bizarre that we used to like we got to see two innings in two diff, on two different days uh and it was and i think that was unfortunate that we ended up being uh on the losing side but yeah i uh, it's 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 really like frustrating to watch matches in uk and you know that it's going to rain mm-hmm. you have to like basically like try uh finding some day some overs to play and and bring a result a result out of it and i believe that's also one of the major reasons why they have brought this whole baseball thing into the picture because I, more than any other country england is way more desperate to find results in their own uh, like at their home yeah and i believe that's why they are playing this baseball uh, i think they are at least trying to play that uh, kind of cricket and i believe that's what we also saw in this match as well if you saw uh, i think we also zack crawley's inning i think it was one of the better innings uh, from him 
uh, we can say that it's i think it will definitely help him uh, get that confidence back which he was losing in this in the last 10 to 12 innings uh, yeah. but yeah i think uh, uh, this was the first match i believe in the last many matches in which i have seen a baseball happening which needed baseball i would mm-hmm. say because we knew that the last two days were going to get washed out uh, since day one and even we did not expect many overs to be played in the first three days but we were lucky to get those overs uh so yeah i think uh, from that p- perspective it was good to at least see three kind of three innings mm-hmm. of a match in which we probably wouldn't have even gotten two innings had we played uh, the traditional way absolutely and uh, you know through your answer you brought in a lot of interesting uh, points that we will discuss through this episode as well now when we look at the toss right england won the toss they decided to uh, bowl first you know so do you think this was a wise decision to kick start things yeah i definitely do feel it was a wise decision um, as we know that uh, england was 2-1 down in this series and they were looking to uh, push the result for this match because had they lost this match they would have lost the series uh even a draw as we know that uh, it end, ended up be- becoming uh, the fact that they lost the ashes on so they desperately wanted a win and to force a win the best they could do is to make sure that they are the ones in the fourth innings chasing a total uh because let's say if they were, even if they were defending let's say uh, 50 runs uh, in the last inning uh, mm-hmm. it would have been difficult to to take those wickets because australia can always play out for a draw but once they are in, in the fourth innings chasing no matter what the total is they can go hard in because they have that batting power uh, in in their in their lineup and mm-hmm. they can push for uh, a win i think that i think that was the intention of choosing for two balls so that they can chase quickly in the fourth inning no matter what the score is fair enough i mean because when you look at uh, the way they bowled they were able to reduce australia to a decent first innings total of 317 now when you look at australia's innings you had contributions coming in from steve smith you had labushain you had head and even uh, like marsh contributing but none of them could quite capitalize that into like three figure uh, mark so what are your thoughts on like that whole performance I believe coming into this match uh, especially uh, the fact that they lost the last match Australia was not like to me it felt that they were not that much confident coming into this match uh, even if you look at their bowling lineup they did not take any any spinner they were basically like dependent on, on heads uh, part time off spin yeah and uh, I believe uh, if you look at the fact that they had green and mishmash both as their third or their fourth and fifth bowlers I feel they came with the whole idea of being very defensive hmm. which honestly does not feel that much australian to me but yeah I believe uh, it makes sense given uh, the the result they wanted to just play out those three days and hope that the match gets drawn and they and they uh, like retain the ashes uh, series hmm. uh, so given that I believe they uh, the batsmen were also like it felt like they, they were just playing out of uh, the match and, and to be very honest england did ball the best in this series like uh, in this inning uh, mm-hmm. I, i believe in the entire series um i mean we saw a great bowling performances from wokes i believe and, and yeah. also good uh, in my opinion and i feel um, we have to like give credit to the australian the, the english bowlers as well it's not that they were not able to capitalize i think the english bowlers did not, did not let them capitalize as well Absolutely, and I'm glad you bring the point of their great bowling performance because now Chris Wokes, he has been carrying on that great performance. He uh, wrapped up like that first innings with a five wicket haul. He was well supported by uh, Broad and Company as well. So overall, a great bowling performance, right? 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, as I mentioned, I think this was one of the best bowling performances from England in this series. Uh, I know they won the last uh, they won the last match, and even that could be considered good. Mm. Uh, but I think, uh, uh, given the fact, given the conditions we had in this series, in this match, and they wanted to have a uh, like have a result in this in this match, it was a good performance, and they were very eager to like finish the innings, uh, like finish the Australian innings, and then come to bat, and then also again come to ball. Uh, the next day as well. Hmm. So I believe uh, the English bowlers had a lot to do in this match, and uh, uh, given the fact that this their batsmen scored six hundred runs, uh, we can say that they we got an equally good, equally like a competitive performance from the bowlers as well in this match. Absolutely, and I think England, you know, in spite of that very good bowling performance, their batting also really stood up. Right now, they showcase that true baseball nature. They amassed what five ninety two runs in that first innings. So, uh, how would you assess like that performance? And do you think that was like the biggest turning point of this match? Oh, definitely. I mean, I even if like once Australia was bowling, what was batting in in the match in the first inning. Uh, I mean, like we, like, with everything dependent on on the on the English bat on the English bowlers, how how they how they come up uh, on top of the Australian batsmen. Uh, but once the England started batting, I think it was very clear what the intentions they had, like what intentions they had from this match. Uh, especially like uh, Crawley, I, I I'm sorry, but as I'm, I think I've talked about this already uh, multiple times, but it was one of the best innings uh, I've seen him play mm-hmm. uh, for, uh, for 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 for, the, for this English team. And uh, it was, I think, a true sense what Boswell was trying to like have been trying to achieve in this match. I, I sometimes I still see uh, Ben Decade, Stokes, and even Bayshore like when they when they're playing attacking cricket, hmm. uh, still it feels like okay they are able to see the ball well and they are and they are playing in, in an attacking manner. But uh, I think as an English open as an opener in the English conditions, when you play like that, I think that's what truly baseball is actually, hmm. in my opinion. And it was great to see an, an English opener play like that. I would say, uh, because uh, the ball gets older after the after the thirty forty overs, and mm-hmm. it's I think it's still easier for uh, someone like Bayshore and Stokes to come in and play uh, play and uh, uh, cricket. And I believe even Broad uh, he play, starts to play very slowly, but once the ball ball gets uh, older, he starts playing very fast. Uh, but uh, that clearly from the ball one, even like uh, against. Quality bowlers like Stark and Hazelwood, like he was able to like punish them uh, left, right, right, and center. So I was like really impressed with how he he approached this inning. Hmm. So I think yeah, they deserve those six hundred runs which they scored in like, I think just over hundred overs. <laughs> right, I mean the rate at which they were uh, scoring was just phenomenal, right? And yeah. uh, that kind of does draw my attention to Zach Crawley, who you mentioned, you know, really impressed you with that fascinating knock. Now, just look at that. 189 runs. He's scoring at a strike rate of 103. Do you think he has finally cemented his place as an opener and England has finally found a solution to their uh, opener's conundrum? Oh my God, like, I cannot forget that those few years back in the oh day God, when... Yeah. They couldn't find any opener since Tross. I mean, like uh, it was just Cook, and the players were just changing every series. Uh, I think Hamid was one who impressed a lot of people, but yeah, even yeah. he was able to stay there only for two series. Uh, he did make a comeback also after some years, but then he he went back. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, that does bring up uh, a lot of memories that they were not able to find some like, like even even one opener after after Cook or Tross. <laughs> 
So yeah, uh, I'm really happy for English team that they found someone like, like, like Crowley. But if you remember, uh, I think if you remember after, after I think after the second day's play, uh, he had like I saw his one of his interview and he said that he had failed in the last twelve or thirteen innings, and anyone other than uh, McCullum would have dropped him honestly. But they yeah. uh, saw something in him and they uh, stuck uh, stuck with him. I think it's something uh, English English team should could have done with other openers as well. Hmm. Uh, but they did not do that, and and that's all right. But I think I really like want to like uh, uh, give the credit to McCullum here because even though Crawley had very like uh, I think two back to back dull series, they still stuck with him, and I think they have uh, and he has paid uh, uh, like like paid off all the all the all the all the, all the trust he hmm. the McCullum and the team had on him, and I think this one eighty nine is probably like uh, the best inning you can play. Uh, to pay off all the other trust of your management. So yeah, just really happy for him. And yes, I believe they have found that uh, opener they have been looking for like for many years now. Absolutely. And I think another feature of this uh, England uh, batting lineup has to be flexibility, right? Now, Moen Ali's uh, promotion to number three, I think worked really well, right? He chipped in with that crucial uh, 54. And uh, you also had like Joe Root and Harry Brook uh, uh, scoring like 84 and 61. I really felt like the middle order came through. So what are your two cents on that? Yeah, honestly speaking, I'm not a huge fan of Ali being the, the number three player of, uh, uh, of 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 the English cricket team. I know Pope is injured, and and that's the reason why they had to like bring in uh, Ali in the in, into the team. And even though Brook was uh, Stein, like was was initially tried as the, the number three player, we, we realized that uh, the the Australian team is able to like is very easy like is easy for them to like take his wicket uh, with the new ball, and I think that's the reason of his demotion. But I like that the, 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 like there is no ego uh, in the English team, and they are ready to like change the positions of, of the of the of the batters just to make sure that that they are comfortably uh, like able to play for the, for this team. And credit to like Moin Ali, who is not uh, that established a Test player, uh, and coming into play like coming into this this series out of his retirement and playing at number three, that, that takes guts. But I, I'm sure it is, this is not a long-term uh, hmm, solution yeah. to England's number three position. But yeah, I'm really, really happy for Monali being able to contribute with the bat as well. And yeah, obviously, uh, Root, uh, I cannot believe those sixes he has been hitting uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 with all, all the sweeps and everything. So yeah, uh, really impressed watching a new version of Root uh, under under McCullum. And yeah, Brooks, honestly, uh, it's... Uh, Finally, he's 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 able to hit those fifties, which uh, which were due of him, uh, especially uh, uh, people like us who have seen him in IPL, failing every inning after one after another. So it was good to see uh, Brook coming up uh, and uh, playing the way he was playing uh, against Pakistan uh, earlier this year. Absolutely, Joe Root has been uh, quite an eye opener <laughs> with his unconventional uh, shots in Test cricket, which is obviously a great sight to see. And uh, another uh, batter who deserves credit is Ben Stokes, right? Now, he too led from the front as a skipper. He scored a very, uh, you know, handy 51. You also had uh, Johnny Besto coming to the party, playing that incredible knock of 99. That was that came up just 81 balls. And uh, England seemed well within uh, control and totally dominating over the Aussies. So, uh, what were your thoughts? They've gone to make a lot more. Or do you think, you know, somewhere Australia gained some momentum to restrict them? 
Yeah, I believe they did uh, because uh, uh, if you if uh, I think if I, if I remember correctly, a show a base show was still playing very uh, like uh, positive like was just playing positively till his fifty runs. But once he scored his fifty, he was just on on attack mode. I think he he raised to from from to fifty to ninety nine uh, in 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 under thirty balls, and I believe that's something which uh, Bayshore does bring uh, on the table. And I believe it was very interesting of uh, mm-hmm. seeing uh, that how he was playing with the tail as as well. Um, it was unfortunate that he he misses he misses his his century, but yeah, I believe uh, I don't think so. They had any plans of declaring the innings so soon. He had Bristol's clause causes his hundred. He would have scored maybe 25, 30 runs extra, uh, and maybe they would have declared at six thirty or six forty. But yeah, I, I believe uh, look at given the, the result of the match, uh, anything above five fifty was way uh, more than what Australia would have wanted. Uh, so yeah, I, I think they did. Uh, like, I think all the, the entire middle order did uh, like was able to like contribute whatever was expected of of them. Right and. Uh... Even looking at the Aussie bowling, right? Now you had uh, Josh Hazelwood, who really stood out with his uh, haul of five wickets. The rest of the Aussie bowling just looked battered and, you know, out of steam. They could not quite stand up to the might of that fierce English batting. What do you think just went wrong there? Yeah, I believe this has been a story of the entire series only. Uh, England, Australian batters, not like usually it's it's been only a, a one-baller game. Most of the matches... We have seen only one bowler has been able to like pick a majority of the wickets, and and the other bowlers have just taken one or two. Uh, that that has been a case, even even in the first two matches when which Australia has won. If you see, uh, it's, it's it's been more like a team effort in which you you can see that not one like not more than two bowlers have been able to like be uh, be at the forefront, uh, which honestly has been working for them in the first two matches. But it, but the same scenario it has not worked for them in the in, in the next two matches. Uh, but yeah, I believe uh, uh, they were like, like when they came into the series, they were very much uh, very, very energetic. They were very like charged up uh, to make a mark, and they did. But I believe as the series has progressed, um, they have uh, felt a little shadow of the of the of their own performances. Uh, but yeah, I think it will be very interesting to see how they uh, fare good, uh, how they fare in the in the last test. Uh, but yeah, I think in this series, in this match particular, particularly, they were not sure about their plans. And to 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 top on that, as I mentioned, uh, when the when the opener starts playing playing like that, I, I think it's not much you can do. But yeah, credit to Hazelwood to finish off that inning uh, and take it take take those last few wickets and make sure that they don't have to like chase. I mean, like, the Australian bowlers like, fielders don't have to like keep on fielding for for the entire day. Exactly. And uh, now, you know, just taking the focus on to Australia's batting. Now, they did not get off to that pristine start that they uh, expected, you know. They lost uh, their openers, uh, Usman Khwaja and uh, Warner, quite cheaply. So, um, do you think, you know, Australia's batting concerns kind of stems from the inconsistency of their openers as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Warner, I mean, I don't know where to start. Where to even start with? Uh, he has been uh, Stuart Broad's bunny the entire series. This was surprising that he got out to Chris Works this time uh, in, the, in the second innings. But yeah, he has been getting out of Broad uh, almost almost every every inning. And Kwaja also, I don't know, since uh, that uh, series uh, performance against India uh, and also in, in the WTC final, he has not been able to like 
come up with that that kind of performance in this series. Yeah. Uh, and I think, but but more than that, I believe it's when Smith and Labushine, like I know Labushine was able to score a century in this inning, but uh, I think those two have performed way under under their their uh, under under their status. I believe in this in, in this series, and that's where Australia has struggled the most. Uh, it's 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 been a a thing that uh, the the openers get out under fifty under under fifty runs, mm-hmm. then one of Labushan and Smith scores and other 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 one is is not scoring much runs, and then it's all dependent dependent on Head and Mission Marsh or, or Green mm-hmm. to score the majority of the of the runs. Uh, we have also seen not many not much runs from uh, tra- from uh, Alex Carey in this series, mm-hmm. uh, and even that has hurt Australia in many phases. But yeah, I believe uh, until uh, they are getting getting those runs from Head and Mitchell Spash, uh, they have been able to like survive in this series. But mm-hmm. whenever we are not getting those runs from Smith and Lebeshene, I think that's when uh, they are struggling the most. Exactly. And uh, when their openers don't get that kind of a desired start, the pressure really falls in the middle order. But this time around, I think uh, Manus Labashin really held forth, even as uh, wickets were tumbling around him. But uh, his presence really gave some hope, right? So uh, how would you assess his performance and uh, the importance of that knock, given the context? Oh, yeah, definitely. I believe more than... uh... But like both of the fans, I think Australia would be very happy to see such an inning from Labishan after after so long. Uh, we know he is all about class. He he can be, come up with, with such performances with ease. Uh, this was like I would let's say this was not even his top ten innings, but it was very very important uh, in his career because we we haven't seen such an inning from him in, in this series. Uh, but yeah, I believe uh, uh, it's very, like very happy for him uh, that he was able to play even when the wickets were falling uh, around him. Because this is one thing which we have not seen with him. Usually, whenever we have seen a lot of good innings from Labushan, it's been that he has uh, played uh, well with Smith or he has played with whoever is playing at number five or number six. But when with, when everyone is getting out and he's still playing well, I think this was pretty new for him. And it's good that he can play such an inning as well when when the pressure is very high. And obviously, uh, in 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 a, in a match like this, in which they were in the back foot for the entire match, is it's good to see such innings from Labushane as well. And because he he deservedly is one of the contenders of the number one spot uh, in the ICC rankings. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he played played he played like that. Absolutely. And uh, even when you look at the bowling, right, for England, now Mark Wood uh, stepped up here. He snapped up like three wickets. So uh, what do you make of his performance and overall even his presence in the setup, right? Because we know there's like a ticking uh, clock on uh, Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad and you need this next generation to set up. So how do you look at it? Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, especially since England has lost Jafran Archer, they've needed somebody to bring in that extra extra pace into their bowling attack. Uh, we know uh, Anderson is not that has not been been that quick for long now, and Broad is also like uh, not at at his peak anymore. And with 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 Chris Vokes and Stokes being uh like 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 having that having that that responsibility to like play and and bowl so many overs. It's it's high time uh, Wood is able to like replace one of the one of Stokes or or, or, or Anderson. I'm sorry, one of Broad or Anderson in in the bowling lineup. Mm. But but we also know that uh, we have an issue with Wood that he rarely plays more than three Test matches uh, in a row. It, this, the, the, he he always has some niggle or something happening with him. So first of all, it's good that we we got to see him play three matches uh, 
uh, on the trot and we are able to like see him uh, ball consistently uh, at that 145 plus uh, pace so it doesn't uh, like for me it doesn't matter how many wickets uh, wood is bringing in uh, in every match but if he's able to do his role contain the runs and uh, and basically like, like assist wokes and, and the other other bowlers to get those wickets i believe that that's great from from wood but yeah we all know like i think he did take a five wicket haul in the last match if i'm not wrong yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Wood is doing great job. I, I think he's doing, he's doing a great job in this series. Uh, and yeah, looking forward to him playing uh, his role in the fifth match as well. Absolutely. And uh, I think another biggest talking point of this game obviously has to be rain. <laughs> now, uh, there was like only what one uh, session of play on day four and you had the entire day five getting washed out. So how disappointing was that to see considering how the match was, you know, really building up to be a riveting contest and there's still so much to see, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, is the greatest series uh, we have uh, in this format. And uh, we cannot really like like ask for uh, more uh, from this. I think I think from 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 the fifth test, even though uh, the series is decided that the Ashes is going back to uh, the Australia, the, uh, like to Australia, we still know that England will be playing for their pride as well as their whole ideology of of, of baseball, even though they don't like to call it baseball. Uh, but yeah, I believe uh, we are looking a lot uh, like to us. We are looking to get a lot from the from the from the next test. And yeah, let's see how how it goes. Uh, I I'm 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 mostly hoping for an an England win in this series in this match. But yeah, uh, how how that will come up to be uh, like like how how the match will come come to play us is something I'm really looking forward to. Exactly, and uh, even when you look at this match, right, it was undeniable that uh, England was in a great position to win the game and uh, level the series. You know, they were looking like a very different outfit in comparison to what they were looking in those first two uh, tests. So, uh, do you see, you know, uh, them leveraging the opportunity in the fifth test to actually level the series? And uh, do you see them winning that final test at the Oval? Oh, definitely. I think uh, this should be England's game. Um, uh, as we know, like, like we have seen some injuries happening in the Australian, Australian side side as well. Uh, I don't think so. They are at uh, as lethal as they were in the first chest. Uh, as a as a playing eleven, and uh, England uh, finally has been able to come up uh, with a squad or, or with a playing eleven which is able to to deliver uh, according to their plans. And, and and that's why I feel they should be able to uh, win this uh, last chest. Uh, I think the only way we can see something positive from Australian side would be if the openers are somehow able to uh, play play those uh, magical innings which we have seen from the mm-hmm. English openers uh, in, in the last two matches. Uh, so yeah, if, if that happens, I believe we can see some uh, a really really good turnaround for the Australian team as well. Yeah. But yeah, I believe uh, uh, England should be able to come on top of. Uh, come on top of the Australian side in this last match. Right, and although, you know, through this episode, uh, we've spoken so highly about England, are there any points of concern that they would want to, you know, reflect on and come stronger for this fifth test? Oh, definitely. I believe they do not really have uh, been able to uh, um, be able to, like, uh, solve that number three position, I believe. I know Mona Lee is doing well for them, but they really want, uh, I don't think so, this can play well uh, in some uh, in some uh, other conditions outside outside England, 
Uh, I think they need a really serious number three op option if Pope is not able to come back by the by the next series. Um, and uh, uh, I think that's definitely a one concern for them. Uh, I think Ben Duckett also, we have not really seen much runs from him. He has been able to score those odd 50s here and there. But I believe uh, he needs to step up as well because mm -hmm. we, we cannot really expect Crawley to come to like to bring that magical inning in, in every ordinary match as well. So I think these are a few of the concerns I believe the Indian team has. Uh, and also, uh, as the months and the years are, are moving fast, they need to find the replacement of, of Anderson. He has been uh, a pale version of, of himself in this series. I can't really imagine if he took any two or three wickets back-to-back -back in the series. Um, so yeah, I believe uh, it's high time we like they are able to find some uh, replacement of, of him. Uh, it could be Wood. It could be somebody else. Uh, but yeah, they need to like... Uh, Find uh, like find find all the replacements as I mentioned for the number three and the and, and Anderson. Fair enough. And uh, even when you look at Australia right now, uh, they look like a pale shadow of the side that they were in those uh, first two tests. So, what do you think are some of the shortcomings that Australia can perhaps take in their stride, work on, and come back stronger for this fifth test? Uh, I believe uh, I've uh, as an Australian fan, I wouldn't be like much upset from their performance in this series. Winning those first two matches, I believe, is a, was a monumental task. I don't feel, even though uh, people are saying that the baseball has failed, I don't feel it is easy for any random team to just come to England and, and play the way Australia played in these first two matches. So whatever plans they had in the first two matches, they were able to execute it perfectly. They won those matches, and I believe they do deserve that Ashes run on. Um, it's unfortunate that they are not, not able to do that in the in, in the next two matches, and I believe we would see some uh, changes in, in the last match as well. But yeah, as I mentioned, I wouldn't be much uh, upset about about their performances from this series because they mm -hmm. achieved what they had to uh, what they came to achieve in this match. The only concerns I would say would be uh, the opener spot. Warner has hinted that he is planning to to retire after the next series. I think they have. The next series against West Indies. I think that's the last series he wants mm. to play. Uh, so I'm assuming he will be uh, retiring from that uh, after that, that series. And I believe Australia is looking for head as their new opener. Mm. Uh, if not head, I'm not sure who else they, they, are, they are looking forward to because they have not really tried much opener, many openers in the last two years, mm. other than Kwaja and Warner to, to, to be playing for them. So yeah. Uh, so how the new opener comes into into this team is able to like gel up with this uh, with this uh, uh, squad and is able to like even even deliver at the level of Warner how he was delivering yeah. uh, until two, two series ago. So I think that would be interesting to see. But yeah, I think their middle order is very much well set uh, with Green and Mitchell Marsh both playing and both performing well. Mm -hmm. I think uh, it's one of the, those rare scenarios. Um, that the number of, the fifth baller option is so good for uh, for for a team. Uh, I, I think any team, any country in this world would die to have that kind of of a, of a situation. Um, so yeah, I believe I'm, I think Australia should not like be worried about many things yeah. other than that opener spot or water. Absolutely. And uh, as we reach the end of our discussion too, what is your prediction on that uh, fifth test and the outcome we can expect? So do you see England, you know, drawing the test, like eventually winning the test uh, or, you know, Australia actually finding that their lost mojo and <laughs> winning it 3-1 uh, considering they already have a lead and uh, they want to leverage that? Oh, definitely. I think uh, 
I think Australia, even though they have been a, a pace header of the of the of their own teams in the last two matches, they would want to uh, end the end the series in high. Especially the fact that they have nothing to lose for. Even if they lose this match, they still take the uh, the uh, earn back home. So I think they have nothing to lose uh, in in this series. Warner, especially, he has nothing to lose in this series. It's like uh, it's it probably could be his last series or last test match. So he should just just go bang uh, all in. Maybe just like uh, have his last laugh uh, on broad. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, Shiva should be playing uh, as aggressively as possible. And they should be able to like uh, try to come up on top. But still, my prediction has to be that England wins this series. They at least uh, uh, draw this series, they, and they can have like some respect uh, for themselves that they lost the series. They like they lost the on, <laughs> but at least they did they, they drew the series. So I think that's that, that that's what my prediction is for this last match. Fair enough. And uh, as we you know draw curtains on this uh, discussion, do you have any final thoughts or a message for our listeners? Oh yeah, definitely. I think uh, the, the only message I would have was that uh, like, keep listening to this podcast. Uh, it was a great <laughs> conversation uh, with Neha here, uh, and uh, I've been like I've been following as I mentioned I've been following you for more than an, an year now, and uh, I like very like like positively like like uh, try to like listen to all the podcasts you have, um, and uh, it's been great listening to you for so long. So it was very fun to like even talk to you as well. So looking forward to such more conversations in the future as well. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it was great uh, talking to you. And uh, hopefully uh, we get to talk uh, during uh, the World Cup as well. It's something we've, which we have been passionately waiting for for the last four years. So yeah, that's uh, all my last thoughts are here right now. But yeah, thank you so much again. Yeah, thank you so much, Sahil, you know, for joining me on the podcast, sharing your lovely thoughts. And this was obviously a, a much-needed collaboration. I'm glad it happened. Here's hoping, you know, I can have you uh, back on the podcast. And until next time, stay safe and take care. Bye. Yeah, bye-bye, guys. Take Cheers. Care. Thank you. All in all, thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support. Please follow and press the bell icon on Spotify and subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcasts for the latest episode updates and stay tuned. Do check out at the rate never on the back foot on Instagram and at the rate never on the back one on Twitter for the latest facts, terminology, retweets, fresh tweets and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast and a lot of other platforms. So until next time, stay safe and take care listeners. Bye for now.